They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and what a glorious Friday it is. I hope that you had a wonderful week. I know that you are looking forward to Tuesday, and uh, God willing, the Democrat Party and their Marxist dream of 1968 will be put out like a cigarette under the butt of your heel or, uh, you know, vapor or whatever the hell you do. I don't know. Anyway, uh, today we have a couple guests. Uh, Sean Spicer is going to join us from Newsmax. He worked with uh, President Trump. He was a spokesperson for President Trump's written a couple of great books, and he's awesome. Devin Nunes, who's in charge of uh, Trump uh, Media and, of course, True Social, will join us on the show today. It's kind of funny. I was uh, hanging out with my son yesterday, and my son is a recent graduate of the University of Kansas. <clears throat> so he is, uh, uh, you know, around and... Uh, uh, he obviously, uh, he leans a little left because, you know, he went to school at a liberal arts university and that's what they drill into their heads all the time. So anyway, uh, we had this big, uh, you know, we're just hanging in the kitchen yesterday. And he says to me, he goes, man, I am really looking forward to Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, well, this is an opportunity for me to connect with my son. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I am too, buddy. I, I can't wait till Tuesday. Man, when this is, when Tuesday's over, I am so ready to be, to move on. And he looks at me and kind of goes, um... I, th- I think we're looking forward to Tuesday in a different way. And, I, you know, immediately I think, well, that's because you're liberal and I'm conservative. And, and he says, no, 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 Dad, uh, uh, the reason why I'm looking forward to Tuesday is God of War comes out on video. Uh, his video game, uh, God of War, it comes out. The new, the new God of War, apparently a really big deal. Uh, and, and it actually is it's, it's stunning. And I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big uh, game player, you know, video game player. You know, I'm part of the first generation of uh, video gamers, you know. When I was in uh, junior high, we played the Space Invaders and all that stuff. So God of War... It's pretty amazing. It's for your PlayStation, whatever you got, play your, play with yourself, station, whatever the hell it is. So anyway, God of War, is, and, and it's pretty cool. I watched a documentary on the making of God of War with him, and I, and I watched uh, the story, because video games are becoming more than just what you think they are, like eating little aliens and little ghosts when they turn blue. Oh, no, 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 you know, no, 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 no. You're essentially kind of in a movie. You're in like a movie. You're like in a... I don't know. Uh, it, it's pretty crazy. It, it's pretty cool. And uh, you know, I, I think actually it's glorious, to be quite honest. And I'm supposed to be like old and everything. But no, I think it's really, really cool. But my son was looking forward to Tuesday because God of War is coming out. And uh, and I'm looking forward to it because it's election day. Election day is coming up on Tuesday. So there is that. So, oh, 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 did you hear about this? Apparently there's some new, uh, uh, new uh, information coming out. About uh, Paul Pelosi. This is kind of strange. Apparently, old Paul Pelosi, when the police arrived, uh, went right to the front door, answered the door, and uh, there was really nothing going on. Uh, there was, wasn't a hammer attack underway or anything. He calmly opened the door, and the police officer, here's a report from NBC Today this morning. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this, because it's surely the guy uh, is standing there, 
in the kitchen with a hammer, wearing a MAGA shirt and a MAGA hat, and probably yelling like "I support Trump," uh, kind of as as the police officer were right. Right? That's probably what's going to happen. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House after a knock and what? I didn't know who lived here. And announced the front door was open by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not admit... Had a big uh, uh, empty plastic pumpkin jack-o'-lantern full of candy, actually, and said, hey, 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 those are pretty pretty neat uh, police officer uniforms you're wearing there. That's not what happened, actually. Immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home. What, what, what? Hold on a second. Let's hear that again. Hold on, hold on. Now revealing, when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home. But instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to... Those sources. Those sources. Who are the sources? The sources would be the police, right? Wouldn't the sources be the police officers on the scene? Wouldn't we be able to just see this with body cam footage? Or documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi. Now, did this come from a source? Was this that same source that said that? Who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know? is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days... Yeah, after the police, uh, he opened the door and peacefully uh, said, come on in, and and then uh, backed up a little bit, and then he got the thing. You He's know. in the ICU. Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old... Well, he did say he was, his name was David and he's a friend. ...broke into his home. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. Fear takes over. Fear freezes people. Is that what it is? This morning, the 82-year-old, lucky to be alive after an intruder nearly killed him in his own home. Law enforcement tell law enforcement officials tell us hey, that's the uh, latest. So Paul Pelosi answers the door. He's not uh, panicked or anything and all that. And, and there are rumors flying around about, you know, what was going on in the house. And there was rumors about another person in the car when Paul Pelosi had his DUI at two o'clock in the morning, about the same time, oddly enough, uh, right after bars close. It's weird that way. I kind of wonder if uh, if they're not willing to investigate, uh, you know, the things that are being uh, rumored. If, in fact, this is uh, tacit approval and support of don't say gay. I, I, I could be wrong. It's a Florida bill. Here are all the questions we have. If he had a hammer. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Where's the footage from the evening? I don't know. Where's the footage from the break-in? Committed by this man. It's right there. It's just... Why was he wearing undies? Could there have been a third man? I, I, don't, I don't know. Why did Paul call him a friend if he didn't? No, no. 
this man. I, 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 when Paul got arrested. Not even sure. They say someone was with him. Could this be the same guy who lives in a van? Down by the river. The timing is suspicious. Right before the midterms. The official story no one's buying all over this land. I don't know even know. When an attack happens Just don't blame a Trump support. To someone on our side. I don't care about anything else. You never hear a damn thing. Whatever you're into. All over this land. The assault on Lee Zeldin. Oh, there was that. The yeah. Rubio door knocker. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, what about the crazy next door neighbor? Who almost killed Glenn? Yeah, there is that. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff going on. A lot of questions. I, I don't care, by the way, either way. I don't care what was happening there. I don't care what Paul Pelosi was doing. I don't care what uh, this guy, David the Crazy, liberal dude, was doing. He lived in a van with Black Lives Matter and all sorts of liberal bumper stickers and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, just don't blame it on Trump, okay? Just don't blame it on Trump supporters, okay? Uh, it, it's absurd to say that even, I mean, honestly, seriously, Trump supporter living in a van in front of a liberal household uh, in Berkeley. Oh, sure. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, honestly, it just it, don't insult our intelligence. I think we're kind of done. I think we're kind of done with being uh, having our intelligence insulted here. Again, I don't care. Uh, the only thing I'd care about possibly, if I was going to care at all, is that someone targeted Nancy Pelosi's husband as a human being. I would be uh, very concerned. I don't want that to happen to anybody. I don't care what your political ilk is. I know that Democrats are all down with all sorts of violence on Republicans. They have no problem with violence on Republicans. They, uh, they never say anything when violence is committed uh, in the name of their cause. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So all I care about is Paul Pelosi. I hope he's okay. Uh, this would be a terrifying incident. I had my home broken into. It is really, really scary. They weren't there when I was there, which is really good. Uh, and, and so all I care about is, hey, maybe this is a sign of the, the rampant crime that has been ushered into cities like San Francisco by the, uh, the, uh, the, the anti-police movement, the defund the police movement. There you go. That's it. I don't care what Paul Pelosi was doing. I don't care what he was wearing. I don't care what this guy was wearing. But don't try to blame it on Trump supporters because that's absurd. And that's using an incident of violence completely separated from politics to go after a political party. And that's nonsense. And we're not going to take that bleeping bleep anymore. How about that? Yeah. How about that? It's just crazy. Just crazy. President of the United States. I mean, former president of the United States and future president of the United States, Donald Trump spoke in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. That's my uh, home state, by the way. I'm from Iowa. Used to drive up through city, Sioux City all the time to see my mom, still go up there and see my family. Uh, here is the uh, the former president and soon-to-be president, Donald Trump, saying, you know, I'm really thinking about running this thing, uh, running this country again. And now, in order to make our country successful and safe and glorious, I will very, very, very probably do it again, okay? Very, very, very There you go. You are such a tease, Mr. President. Very, very, very. <laughs> Before we talk about 2024, we have to win a historic victory for Republicans on November 8th. Yes, we do. Right here in Iowa. Iowa. You have the chance to reelect one of the strongest, toughest, and most courageous members of the United States Senate. And he is the one and only Chuck Grassley. Now, normally I'm not into, like, uh, people staying in Washington, D.C. forever, but uh, Chuck Grassley appears to be doing a good job, particularly with this uh, DHS-FBI 
cover-up scandal, which is the biggest scandal in American history, aside from Joe Biden and his family being ungodly corrupt and paid for by Russia, Ukraine, and China. All right? So uh, there is that. Now, we've got a ton of stuff to get to on the uh, show, including a lot of election stuff um, and Republicans way out ahead in the polls. Elon Musk takes over Twitter today. I've got some great stuff on uh, Twitter takeover and the Twitter panic because uh, 7,500 people locked out of work today. Nobody knows who's going to keep their jobs. Normally, I'd be, like, really bummed out. But, you see, I've seen too many people beaten to snot by the censors at Twitter. And so I think Elon Musk should hire every, or fire everybody and start over. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's The Rob Carson Show. So Paul Pelosi uh, answered the door with the police, calmly said hi, you know, backed up a little bit. And that's when uh, his, uh, the person he didn't know, who was a friend named David, uh, attacked him with a hammer. So, again, I'm not trying to cast dispersions on anything. I don't really care. Just don't try to blame it on Trump supporters because it wasn't a Trump supporter. Uh, Nonsense. Stop trying to politicize it. Uh, I hope that Paul Pelosi gets well, by the way. And, uh, and, you know, with all the rumors going around and everything, again, uh, the Democrat Party suddenly appears to be supporting don't say gay. Uh, I don't know. That's just something. I, you know, again, I don't care. I don't care. Just don't blame it on Trump supporters. So uh, what is driving Americans to the polls? There have been a good deal of uh, of polls out there. In fact, there's a new one here. Uh, Actually, a compilation of polls. Uh, With four days until the midterms, dailymail.com, which is a glorious, glorious site. And it's like opening a Christmas package every day. You go there. It's got all the extended coverage that you won't get in the United States right there. And then over here on this shot is hot babes. Hot babes. And and for you women in the audience or, you know, whatever, there's hot dudes there on the right. It's like a a tabloid, but it's it's glorious. Anyway. So the economy and inflation, rather than social issues, are top of mind for most voters this year by nearly every measure of polling. I know. I'm a little... No, I'm not shocked at all, actually. Not shocked one little bit. This is a a speech from about three or four months ago that kind of encapsulates what's driving Americans. And I'm talking a lot of Democrats, too, but a lot of black people, a lot of uh, Hispanic people. uh, Seriously, and and beyond party lines, uh, this is what is driving Americans to the polls this year. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. Harriet Hageman, by the way. We're fed up with critical race theory. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... I'm not hearing abortion in there. media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the police. I'm not hearing anything about cutting Social Security or Medicare here. Anybody? Anybody? We're fed up with mask mandates, vaccine mandates. The CDC, the NIH, the 
WHO and the misinformation campaign surrounding COVID-19. Yeah, there was that. And, uh, yeah, the FBI and the DHS and the, the uh, you know, IRS all collaborating against the American people with big social media and the mainstream media. And we're fed up with Anthony Fauci. Yeah, those are the things that uh, I'm hearing that people are... Uh, are going to the polls for, and that's why Democrats are going to be, unless they can steal it, by the way. Unless they, and you're thinking, oh, there's no good but you're a denier. No, I'm not. No, no. No, I, I, oh, as, as far as 2020, oh, hell yeah. I am completely down with that election being stolen for the Democrats by Joe Biden. Dear God in heaven, I mean, just look at the evidence, let alone the affidavits, the shutting down all the voting in, in uh, battleground states and the stuffing of the ballots and the 2,000 mules just in Georgia and the 39,500 affidavits sworn that they saw election fraud and the, the uh, conservative and Republican <clears throat> vote uh, witnesses uh, who, who showed up to, uh, to be poll watchers. They were turned out and all that. Other than the reams and reams and reams of evidence and the millions of uh, pieces of video evidence and the cell phone tracking of uh, voting mules and the changing of election laws and uh, Mark Zuckerberg taking a half a billion dollars of his own money and and nursing homes voting 100% in favor of Joe Biden in states like Pennsylvania, 93 nursing homes, almost 100% of the people in the nursing homes voted, even though most of them can't, aren't even awake, can't even feed themselves. You know, other than that, I think it's completely on the up and up. So can that happen in this election? Well, here's what I'm going to say. In Brazil, a gentleman by the name of Bolsonaro, very popular figure, polling behind in all the polls because all the polls and all the media are very left of center down there. Ultimately, election day uh, arrives. Every conservative down ticket wins. The only election that leaned left was President Bolsonaro by about one point against an insane socialist criminal. Wins by a point crazy how that happens it's exactly the same that happened in 2020 so what do i think that democrats could pull this election is it going to be uh, governorships eh, probably not is it going to be house seats probably not because there's gonna be a lot of house seats that go republican what i think they'll be trying for and what they're setting you up for i think i could be wrong because joe Biden biden is is uh, there's an election steal of 2020 uh, you know never happened and, and uh, you know if there is a, you can't deny the election i mean you know they, we could be waiting for days you know and all that why the hell is that even an issue this election why is he doing that why did he give us that speech the other night could it be the senate could it be the senate uh yeah i think so i think that would be a more manageable way to not completely end joe biden's presidency We'll see. We'll see. Now, coming up in a second, I've got uh, Newt Gingrich, his prediction. It's uh, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, oh, 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 a lot of dim freaking out like Michael Beschloss on MSNBC about how uh, Republicans are going to murder everybody, I guess, and uh, force women to have their children, then murder the women and maybe, uh, I don't know, serve them up and eat them. Or, I, who the hell knows? Republicans, we're all just evil. We're all just evil. Uh, 800-922-6680. It's a Friday. Let's have some fun today, shall we? Because I think good things are going to happen, even if they try to steal it. This is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Really looking forward to Tuesday. Really, really, really looking forward to Tuesday. And, and uh, you know, the, the Democrat Party is uh, caterwauling. They're going insane. They're dying like movie vampires everywhere. They're saying that uh, Republicans want to murder everybody and force women to have children and all of this stuff. And honestly, really, it's, it's especially the stuff about the women. I, this is spectacular. It's just, Republicans want women to whatever, women and women and women and women. Well, it's not working because a lot of women are uh, saying, I'm going to vote uh, Republican. And, you know, you hear these things, you know, Republicans are going to do that. Well, I'm married to a, a woman, actually, and I'm not planning on doing any of that stuff. And I think anybody who tried to do that stuff to my wife, I'd beat their ass, to be quite honest. So, uh, it, honestly, this fear porn that they, uh, they are really addicted to, and it has been this way for a very long time, is wearing a little thin. It's wearing a lot thin with me. And uh, here is what Newt Gingrich, let me see if I can find this here. Newt Gingrich had to say about uh, what is going to happen on Tuesday. Again, again, provided there isn't some sort of uh, nonsense and chicanery like the uh, Democrat Party did in 2020. And by the way, I'm not afraid to say that I believe that 2020 was stolen in favor of uh, Joe Biden. I haven't been afraid since day one. And I'll hear, here's why, guys. Common sense research life experience uh whenever things happen i that are suspicious i go huh okay something's wrong here this in combination with the day after the election in 2020 my facebook page went away my twitter page went away just gone just gone no recourse nothing that wasn't all about me don't get me wrong it happened to thousands of people and immediately we were told we could not have an opinion on if we thought the election was stolen now, we've also been told we cannot have opinion on uh, COVID, on uh, the treatment of COVID, on six feet of social distancing, on wearing masks, on shutting down schools, all that verboten, verboten. You couldn't say ivermectin. You couldn't say hydroxychloroquine. Why? Why the hell not? Even if you're wrong. Even if you're, you know, I, I did them both. Worked stunningly for me. I got hydroxychloroquine and, and uh, ivermectin, the whole deal. And I beat COVID without a vaccine. You can get a vaccine. I don't care. But even if you got online and said, I don't believe in a vaccine, or I think people should have a choice, verboten. So Hunter Biden's laptop was verboten. We find out it's true. Russia collusion. You couldn't say anything that uh, Donald Trump, uh, you, you couldn't disagree that Donald Trump uh, uh, colluded with Russia. We all find out that after $40 million spent by the FBI, including a million dollars, attempted to pay Christopher Steele to uh, verify the Steele dossier, uh, he turned it down because there was no evidence that it was real. So we get to this election. And uh, after being told what is verboten and what is misinformation and disinformation and finding out all of that stuff was true and wasn't disinformation or misinformation, then why is denying 2020 and all of the crap that happened in the election in 2020 any different? How is that any different than Hunter Biden's laptop being covered up by the FBI? How is that any different than, uh, than Russia collusion with Hillary Clinton and the FBI? suddenly becoming real how is it any different 
when it comes to me saying, I have some real problems with the 2020 election, and I'd like the truth to come out. You're a denier. Really? Um, I hate to tell you this. Hillary Clinton's a denier, denier, too, except for she's denying 2024 before it even happened. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? what? Our opponents certainly are. Yeah, yeah. Right-wing extremists yeah. already have a plan. That's me. I'm one of those, I guess. To literally steal the next presidential election. So wait, 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 wait. What I can't, I can't question the 2020 election, but she can question the 2024. And and she doesn't have any evidence. She doesn't have like 50,000 affidavits sworn and millions of minutes of video and, uh, you know, changing election laws and Zuckerbucks. Yeah, none of that. And they're not making a secret of it. Hang on. Okay. So uh, really? I, uh, I guess. Hold on a second. Let me. Look at my text. I don't see any text from my Republican friend saying that uh, uh, we're planning on stealing the 2024 election. It's kind of weird that way. Kind of, kind of funny that way. Uh, here is uh, Newt Gingrich predicting what's going to happen on Tuesday, by the way. Well, I think in the House we're somewhere between plus 20 and plus 60, with the most likely number being 44. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's reasonable. Uh, Kevin McCarthy will be the next speaker. Okay. In the Senate, hey, I'm not crazy about that, but uh, we got to hold his feet to the fire. Senate, I think we're somewhere between plus two and plus seven, depending on how Ooh, good plus seven would be cool. The wave gets, and uh, I think uh, the most likely number is probably plus four or five. Uh, so we will have a Republican leader in the Senate also. Wow. Uh, I think the governorships are going to be... Let's get rid of Mitch McConnell. All right? How about that? How about that? Let's work on that. Fascinating. We may win New York. Uh, we may win uh, Michigan. Um, there are just, Go! There's a lot of places now in Wisconsin, uh, oh, Minnesota, yeah. yep. um, Nevada. I mean, there are a lot of places in play that you might not have thought of uh, six or eight months ago. Yeah. Here's uh, one of my heroes, Steve Bannon. Uh, yeah, he's an extremist. He's No, he isn't. Not really. He's actually a reasoned individual, very intelligent man who has a massive following, uh, despite the fact that uh, Democrats have tried to wreck every aspect of his life, including throwing him in jail for something they didn't uh, throw a Biden administration or uh, Obama administration officials in jail for. If he had actually gotten those votes, he didn't get the votes. He's talking about the election of 2020. He's a denier. He's illegitimate. And here's what the Democrats are going to have to, um, how do I say The First Amendment protects his right to say this, by the way. I thought you should know. You might want to brush up on it. Just embrace. We're coming hard. You think we're coming hard on 8 November? You wait to the morning of the 9th, okay? If you don't think we're coming, we're coming so hard you can't even imagine. You can't imagine the work that's done be behind the scenes to not just make this happen, but then to make sure that you're held accountable for what you tried to do to this nation. This is Amen, brother. This is not about Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. This is about a constitutional republic that was handed down to us from every battlefield of every patriot. And you tried to destroy it, and you got caught out by the American people. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Revolution. We won the last election. Yes, we did. My campaign was perfection. I can say that. They stole the vote, and we all know. 
They raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. They're not our friend. They are our foe. We're not gonna take it. You don't have to. No, you're not gonna take it. And you're not gonna take it anymore. Just like just have to say. Hillary deleted all her emails, and Hunter Biden should be in jail. You know I am right, and they are wrong. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. Yeah, we're done. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Pave it over. Start again. We're not gonna take it. Ding, ding, ding. No, you're not gonna take it. Come on. We're not gonna take it anymore. Believe me, we're not gonna take it. There you go. Let's go to uh, Frank in Parkville, Maryland. Got some uh, thoughts on this Friday. Frank, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend? Hey, my buddy. What's up? Hey, my buddy. Hey, listen. <laughs> I think that even though Joe Biden bumbled around in his last little speech there, he was setting up the Republicans. Yeah, I know. And the reason I'm saying this is uh, at first I thought he was just talking about the deniers of 2020. But you listen to what he says, and he says, in the future. Yep. Meaning this upcoming election. I know. Don't be upset if it takes two or three days for all the ballots to be counted. Yeah. I mean, he's setting us up so we don't complain if people like uh, that New York race is so close right now. All of a sudden, yeah. turns right for the Democrats. All yeah. these races like in Michigan, all of a sudden, magically, you have to wait two or three days a week. Oh, and don't forget! Don't forget Pennsylvania! Don't hey, hey 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 Frank! Don't forget Pennsylvania! You know they're going to try to do that with Fetterman. Oh my God! The yeah, they're going to try and do it. Monster, the Frankenstein's monster! Oh God! Who? Yeah. I'd be embarrassed if I lived in Pennsylvania and the Frankenstein monster was my representative. <laughs> my God! I'd say, oh, I'm embarrassed. I don't. Yeah, want you my know what? Relatives it, to know about that. Hey Frank, if he was running for governor, he could uh, make the lump on his neck his AG. Or or is or is uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor? Uh, yeah, they, I I wouldn't doubt they're going to try that. There's a lot of stuff going on in Pennsylvania. There are a lot of Democrats who have been fighting. Like my friend Doug Mastriano, who is running for governor, who's going to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. Uh, he was immediately demonized for just asking questions about 2020. And and honestly, I'm just so effing tired of. And pardon the uh, you know you people get mad at me when I even hint at a curse word. I'm like really. Um, but, you know, I'm honestly just tired of uh, this, that I can't have a belief about anything without somebody saying I'm a denier or I'm a whatever, while the other side of the equation could do it. We never had to take that, Frank. We never had to take that one little moment. And and the wheels are coming off of that crap, by the way. The wheels are coming off of that nonsense train. Go ahead. Hillary's never given in on uh, losing her election yet. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a, a denier out there, man. Hillary's a denier. Yeah. One with that uh, Abrams down in Georgia, she lost about 50,000 votes, yet she was uh, said that uh, they, they were restricting people voting for her. 
Yeah, I know. It's a joke. And and she also was against the what they called the uh, the uh, Jim Crow 2.0, you know, in uh, in Georgia, the election integrity bill and all that. It turns out uh, black voters are turning out in droves. Thanks for the call. Here is uh, Stacey Abrams talking about, even though the despicable uh, uh, Republican bill that was meant to keep black people from voting, turns out it's really, really doing a great job getting black people to the polls in there. They're actually able to vote a lot easier now. But here she is trying to Backtrack. The numbers are extraordinary. We have seen black men participate at 91.8% of their 2020 general. You know why? Because particularly black men aren't crazy about their sons going to school and being told that they're girls. That's part of it. Election turnout. We have seen black women participate at 90%. These yeah, I think they're maybe tired of all the Democrat-endorsed crime in inner cities everywhere. And uh, Democrat voters, literally, who are saying that crime is only a big deal to 35% of them, while black people are saying, yeah, 80% of people of color are saying crime is a major issue. Really? Yeah. To the two highest concentrations of voters. And let's be clear, they are participating. Are you going to be clear now, Stacey? Paying despite the impediments of SB2. It's despite the new law that they're turning out, which would mean Republicans are the worst racists everywhere, anywhere. Like like Donald Trump, he was a racist, 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 racist. And yet blacks had the lowest unemployment rate in the history of recording, all right? So I suggested that every day in a Trump cabinet meeting, he must be like, Man, are we bad at being racist. We're doing everything we can to shut down black people, and they're really kicking butt in the country. What are we doing wrong? Despite the racially charged voter challenges authorized by SB 202. It's because this is a lie, Stacey. Despite the barriers to using absentee ballots, which black voters use. It's not a barrier at all. What it is, it's an open door to cheating in abundance in 2018 and 21. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, You might want to go to Twitter. I think they're hiring. Although, with your qualifications, probably not. Uh, Mike, you hold on. You'll be up next. We got Mike. He's an independent. Says he's got to vote straight party Republican coming up. We'll share that in a moment. This is the Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is sinking. No, 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 don't. Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Let's torpedo it and put it out of our misery on November 8th. It's the Rob Carson Show. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, f*** you. Uh, Andrew Breitbart, he's been uh, he's been dead for about a decade, and uh, he kind of uh, said it a decade ago. Uh, you call us these names, you call us this, you call us that. We're deniers. We're whatever. Uh, bleep you. We're done. Uh, and you've got people literally on the View and Hillary Clinton saying, uh, uh, "You know, there's no crime. There's no. What are you talking about? It's, that's a big lie. The whole crime thing is a big lie. The border's a big lie. I mean, honestly, I, I, we're not stupid." We're not stupid. And even Democrats, even 80%, 80% across the board in our country say the country's going in the wrong direction. Why is that? Look at who's in charge. That's all you need to know. That's why. Because we know inflation is awful and it's killing us. We know there's an open border. We know that is the ultimate affront to our sovereignty and our security. We see that there are 107,000 ODs last year in the country. 70% of them were fentanyl. 
We know that the schools failed our children with COVID and they're teaching them crap. And almost nobody agrees with the sexualization of our children and this just transgender nonsense. We're not stupid and we're not going to take it anymore. So I would suggest to Democrats who are thinking of, hey, maybe we can steal the Senate. I would take your licks this election and realize that it is uh, maybe there are lessons to be learned. But they won't. They won't. They'll go even further left. They'll, you know, continue down this bat guano crazy path that they've taken us that we are rejecting. I, I saw this echoed last night on television. You know, they, they should any normal party like they have in the past. And Democrats always overreach. I've noticed this. I've been following politics for a long time. Democrats, when they, when they get into power, they always overreach. They always go insane. And then they get smacked back in the midterms. Well, this time it's more than a, a smack back. This is Americans saying this is the last stand to end this. And Democrats should probably Listen to the people this time. I mean, really listen. Because there are bigger and badder things that could happen unless Democrats turn their stuff around and stop abusing us. The abuses and usurpations that we have gone through. And they're undeniable at this point. Let's go to Mike in PG County. Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Happy Friday. Thanks for taking my call. Really enjoy yes, your show. Thank hey, you. I just want to share with you, I'm an independent voter. I've been one my whole life. Most of my friends are. I'm really excited about Tuesday. I'm completely calm. I'm looking forward to voting Republican straight down the ticket. And the world is going to change. You know, you're talking about it's not a slapback. You're right. It's not a slapback. This is a course correction that's coming yeah. on Tuesday. And so... They're going to take over the House that's going to neuter the president or neuter him more. Nancy Pelosi is going to melt away like the wicked witch of the West that she is. <laughs> You're going to see the far left start to eat the left, which is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Twitter's going to make everyone's head explode. Oh. CNN's firing all of its hosts. Yeah. I see nothing but good things coming for us. Mike, you were exactly right, and I'm going to get to all of those things. Uh, Don Lemon moved to Morning Drive on uh, on CNN. It's tanking. Jake Tapper is gone. Jimmy Kimmel right. is admitting half of his audience is gone because he decided to bed down with the left. Uh, CNN Plus imploded. Uh, yeah, there, this is this is the American people. Eighty percent of us saying we don't like this. We love America, and that's the thing, Mike. You love America, right? You you're proud to live here. You stand during the national anthem, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and a lot of my Democrat friends do, too. I know. They're just hostage by the far left. I know, brother. Just, well, do me a favor. The left is going to deny it. The views, heads are going to explode. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. They're going to lecture us about not getting their message across to us and that yeah. we really have it better than we thought or voted. That's going to be just fun to watch. So, All right, Mike, i got to run, man. Thanks for the call. Stick around. i got some, a hot take on, uh, on the Twitter takeover and The View coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you've ever wanted to generate your own supply of free electricity, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. 
With new grid vulnerabilities, with electrical rates rising faster than any time in American history, there's never been a better time to protect your family with a plug-and-play solar generator. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Runs sump pumps, shortwave radios, computers, even keeps food from spoiling. Whether it's dangerous storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Go to RobOffGrid.com. RobOffGrid.com to learn more. Use coupon code ROB and get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses. Available now at RobOffGrid.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Joining us at the bottom of the hour, uh, Sean Spicer of Newsmax used to be the uh, spokesperson for Donald Trump. He was a uh, press secretary and an advisor of Donald Trump. We'll have that very shortly. It's kind of weird because earlier this morning I shared this story. This is from NBC News about uh, Paul Pelosi and uh, after the suspect, this uh, this insane leftist that broke into the Pelosi's house, had been in the house for about a half an hour. By the way, real quick. <clears throat> Uh, did I say, by the grace of God, it's finally Friday? I want to say that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the, the, the NBC is reporting that despite the fact this guy had been in the house for about a half an hour, despite the fact that Capitol Police literally were monitoring the house via video, nobody said anything. Capitol Police. Seriously. Then you also got no CCTV cameras around the property, no burglar alarm going off, uh, no alert from the police, even though the neighbors said, that, oh, yeah, they were always interrupting our web traffic because of security and everything. And there are always, uh, you know, vehicles out in front of that house and everything. Somehow this guy was able to go into the Pelosi house, be there for about a half an hour, and then uh, things got ugly. Here's the NBC report, which, by the way, has been taken down, at least on NBC's uh, Bay Area affiliate. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. Yeah, because normally there's like alarms going off and everything because it's Nancy Pelosi's house. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately... De- You're a break-in denier if you think that he wasn't, uh, uh, he wasn't beaten by a Trump supporter. ...player an emergency... Break-in denier. ...or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. That's kind of weird. And it's also kind of weird that uh, that story, uh, my, my friend Jim Gossett, who writes killer satire, and we work together, <clears throat> he said, yeah, look at this. And then I go to the NBC Bay Area affiliate, and that story is nowhere to be found. It's kind of weird that way. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. You realize that uh, uh, Wednesday morning of next week, God willing, Nancy Pelosi will no longer be the Speaker of the House. I think we need to play this one last time. Might play it again Monday. There's more bang for the buck, is the term they use, by investing in food stamps than in any tax cuts. Nazi's not well, she's not all there. Close down a shop just to do her hair. Before she speaks, she doesn't think. 
Thanks to Botox, she cannot blink. She always looks surprised. Seldom do you see any honesty. This is Jim Gossett. A gal of bad intent who's content to be. Sing! Speaker of the house with the frozen face. Tearing up Trump's speech was a real disgrace. Never makes much sense, just like Sleepy Joe. Used her position to rake in the dough. Glad to do a friend a favor. Stock advice. Oh, yes. Insider training proves that Nancy has her prize. Yeah, we got to look into that, I think. Speaker of the House, crazy as a law. law. Hope that she'll lose the gavel soon. Bye-bye. A sentence she can't form, a thought she can't complete. In November, she must go down to defeat. She cannot remain the speaker underneath a giant dome. Policies, they're dead wrong. Uh, Spectre of the house, yeah. how clueless can she be? <laughs> she may be even duller than AOC. And uh, that word uh, of the word, the word, isn't it a beautiful word when you think of it? I got to tell you, uh, as far as going down in history, I'm going to have to say uh, one of the worst people ever to own the office. To be, I mean, really, really effective as, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, somebody who ushered in a whole lot of evil crap. Uh, but honestly, really despicable human being who's uh, continually uh, uh, ruled against the American people while enriching herself. She's everything that's wrong with Washington, D.C. Um, now, like Hillary Clinton predicting that 2024 uh, was going to be stolen, Nancy Pelosi has already prepared her final speech as the uh, Speaker of the House. Here it is. Okay, you get it. You 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 get it. You get it. I could go on and say a flying monkey, something or other, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather uh, hear from somebody like a presidential historian and a bet guano crazy uh, commentator, Michael Beschloss, on MSNBC, talking about all the stuff that uh, Republicans are going to do when they take over. And a historian 50 years from now... If historians are allowed to write in this country and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which, which I'm not certain of. But- well, there isn't now, you uh, jackweed, uh, because the press is bedded down with the Democrat Party. And we now know that the FBI and DHS was working with big social media and the Democrat Party to and literally, literally editing. They had a portal to edit uh, stories on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, you know, enough of your drama. If that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested. We, we never were a democracy. We've always been a representative republic. And You're not a very good presidential historian. We'll be killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. Yeah, this guy is a presidential historian. Uh, my my uh, my boss Lee just said he's a presidential hysterian. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, and listen to this. This is fantastic. This is how stupid they think they are. This is why people are streaming from network television. When was the last time you watched network TV? I mean, seriously, when was the last time you like, oh, hey, tonight it's, uh, you know, Law & Order SVU or whatever the hell it is. Uh, when was the last time you tuned in to, to television like on the ABC, CBS, NBC? Me, never. I mean, a, a football. I watch uh, Fox NFL Sunday. I like it. I like it better than CBS. I love watching those guys. That's that really. That's the only thing I watch. So I certainly don't watch The View unless I uh, accidentally stumble upon it. But here is Whoopi Goldberg. Now <clears throat> think about this. She's been uh, wealthy beyond anyone's imagination in this country. She is a uh, black woman, and she has achieved the upper echelon of riches and fame and celebrity and privilege of any, I mean, on the entire planet. Top 0.1% of people who've ever lived, ever lived, have gotten to her wealth and influence ever, ever, ever. It's crazy, right? But here she's saying to you little people, who can't afford to shop at Walmart anymore, who go in and you see that chicken breast used to be $1.88 a pound, same price as gas when uh, Donald Trump was the president, by the way. Where I live, it was $1.88 a gallon. But $1.88 a pound, now on sale, two eighty nine. That's a you know, 50% plus increase. And, and you've got to shop at Dollar General because you can't afford Walmart anymore. Here she is saying that inflation doesn't exist. GOP candidates' big messages are blaming Biden for inflation. And that Democrats are soft on crime. I mean, I, and it, I, who knows what's resonating now? I'm so confused. Well, both of those things, because they're both happening. Confused by everything I'm seeing, because you, you would think there used to be a way to stamp out the lie, but I guess this line's the new it. Um, she's saying that crime's not increasing and inflation is, is not. What the... What? You know, I don't think I really need to say anything, right? <clears throat> Do I need to point it out? No, I don't think, I don't think so. Here's Hillary Clinton. She's panicking because we're going to take away all the glorious things the Democrats have done to the country, like, uh, you know, the increasing crime in the open border and the fentanyl deaths and the murders and all that. They need to turn out and vote for themselves. Vote for... This is on Don Lemon's uh, new Very Little Watch show. Making a real difference in their lives. And, and also, I want to go back to underscore... Uh, what's at stake because somebody needs to throw some water on her you know we just had some um video put online by the uh, republican senator from utah saying that he wanted to pull social security and medicare up by the roots i mean what uh, this is an old cliche i mean honestly is this all you got in your playbook woman uh social security and medicare i hate to tell you this uh my generation which is commonly referred to as generation x uh is voting in favor of republicans by 20 points people 45 to 54 uh, 64 years old are voting republican you know why because none of us really expect medicare and social security to be there when we retire all right i i don't you know why because it's always been a joke I mean, for those who have Medicare and Social Security, yes, but I don't depend on it. I've never depend. I've always thought that it wasn't going to be there for me. So if you threaten uh, something that's false, by the way, no Republican is going to get rid of it. They have no plans. This is this is who cares? 
I mean, honestly, I, I don't. Nobody is going to cut Medicare and Medicaid, so it's a non-issue. More evidence do we need? Uh, the, the, you know, we know that the Republicans for 50 years have said they were going to overturn. No, they they well, wait. Roe v. Wade. Oh yeah, we did that. We're happy about that, actually. Yeah. And guess what? They did. Yeah, I know. We rocked that party. I take them at their word. So if you're worried about the economy, cost of living, getting by right now, think of what it will be like if they go back to higher prescription drug prices. It could be worse than 40-year high inflation and the highest gas prices of all time. Undo what the Democrats did. Go after Social Security and Medicare to literally pull it up by the roots. I mean, those are serious threats. To Dear God, woman, how desperate. This is how desperate they are. This is why Joe Biden delivered that nonsensical speech the other night. There was no reason for the speech other than just to stir up anger and resentment and uh, pretend the possibility of a Democrat election theft. Oh, Carrie Lake had the line of the day about Hillary Clinton. She criticized Hillary Clinton. Listen to Carrie Lake rubbing the media's nose uh, in their own mess. But I was a little concerned today, I'm going to be honest, when I saw Hillary Clinton bad-mouthing me. And she yeah, looked, Hillary Clinton went after Carrie Lake, yeah. She, I'd love to see that in an MMA ring. Hillary Clinton lasted about, well, 12 seconds. Not even that. looked angry and actually scared and, and uh, just uh, completely unrelated. I want you to know, just in case you're wondering, I'm yeah. in perfect health, my brakes on my car are in good shape, and I'm not suicidal. And we're going to win this thing on Tuesday. <laughs> She said the quiet thing out loud. She said that, uh, you know, a lot of people associated with the Clintons, you know, they just died. I don't know if there's anything in that conspiracy. I think it's just kind of funny, to be quite honest. I mean, that's like saying, you know, maybe Paul Pelosi, there's something going on with the guy that was in his house. You know, it's just crazy stuff, right? Yeah, it's funny. All right, uh, coming up, uh, Sonny Hostin goes after white women. I love this. Uh, and uh, and your calls as well at 800-922-6680. Oh, I can't wait till Tuesday. This is the Rob Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. But I was a little concerned today, I'm going to be honest, when I saw Hillary Clinton bad-mouthing me and she looked she looked angry and actually scared and and uh just uh, completely unrelated i want you to know just in case you're wondering i'm in perfect health my brakes on my car are in good shape and i'm not suicidal and we're that is ballsy that is ballsy i love the fact that there are women in this race who have bigger balls than most of the men in the race it's spectacular i tell you what you want to talk about somebody who's not hillary clinton has never been brave about anything she's always been supported by the media no matter what she's never been brave about anything she's never had to confront the headwinds that carrie lake has and carrie lake is stomping their faces into the mud in arizona i love her i think she's spectacular and she's leading the way. She is the template. She is the template. Oh, here is this is Sonny Hostin of uh, The View. Uh, you know, who the hell really honestly watches The View? I, I watch it because I like to make fun of it. You know, there you go. Because they say really stupid crap and I get to make fun of it. If I had to watch the show, uh, you know, it'd be like that. Remember that scene on uh, um, the movie Airplane <clears throat> where the woman would start talking and people would kill themselves? You know, you just see like suddenly you'd see feet dangling like they hung themselves. That's the way I'd be if I had to watch The View. But here is Sonny Hostin. Uh, again, you can't deny the 2020 election. That's the only election you can't deny, by the way. 
You can't, it's not about being an election denier. I heard my, my buddy Chris Plant talk about this today, and I agree completely. If you're an election denier, the only people who are called election deniers are not the, uh, the ones who uh, denied the election in 2000, uh, the election in 2016, only 2020. Why is that? Why are they so concerned about that? Going into an election where it looks like both houses of Congress are going to be turned over to Republicans who might investigate the election of 20. Okay, 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 I get it. Here's, a, here's the view. What's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I, I like think that's, that's they're that's voting. No, it's insulting they're voting for the vote. Wow, what, a, what an ungodly insult. <clears throat> uh, first of all, I'd never say that about black women. I'd never say that about Hispanic women. But here's Sonny Osten, uh, again, one of these just ungodly privileged people, makes more money than you will ever make or I'll never make in my life. Uh, you know, is uh, is uh, celebrated by everybody. She's uh, supposed to be, I guess, a legal mind or whatever. She's not a very bright person. But, but here she is saying this about white women. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something. Like, for instance, my, uh, my wife. And uh, uh, abortion's not a really big issue for her. Well, yeah, because she's 50 and you know what? No, 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 no. It's just, um, you know, it's not a uh, kitchen table issue. And, and abortion's been used for 50 years as birth control. And somebody decided to make it the defining characteristic of being a woman. And it's not. Actually, uh, uh, there's a lot of characteristics of being a woman that are highly celebrated. Success in life. Motherhood. Oh, shut up. Motherhood. I know. I know. Weird, right? Here's some more with uh, Sunny Host, and she says that, uh, oh, let's hear, let's hear it again. I want to hear how insulting it is to you. It's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid. Okay, this doesn't make any sense because in inner city communities, more black babies are being aborted than born. So what? Do, I don't. I don't understand this. Right? It's, it's, I, I it's think like, that's they're that's voting. No, it's they're voting against, the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no, no. their own self-interest. I think if anybody votes for anything associated with the Biden uh, agenda right now, you're a roach voting for raid. The There's more evidence of that. Bad. Okay, so so you're voting for your own destruction and the destruction of the republic. Do we love it in the hands? Do we love tail? democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family. And oh, this is a list of fair. Griffith, she's supposedly a Republican. That is a full stop problem for me that I actually think election deniers being put into office used to be just former President Donald Trump. Now it's everyone running on the Republican side. That scares me more than anything. So even you that know, women's rights is second for me. Can well, I just everyone has priority? Yes. No, you're not voting. Yeah, you only became an election denier when you denied 2020. So I have to say to everyone who would call me an election denier for having questions about the 2020 election, once and for all, bleep the bleep off. Okay, I have the right to say it. I have the right to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is real and Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in the history of the country and his family as well. I have the right to believe that because my beliefs are based on fact, 
common sense, and life experience. Let's go to Michelle in Westminster. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's well, on your mind today? Michelle in North, Northwest Baltimore, but nevertheless. Oh, yes. I've so got yes. a comment for you, and uh, I really like your and Jim Costa's collaboration. Oh, yeah. I have a suggestion. What? The suggestion is, um, you know, I think more has to be made about uh, Nancy Pelosi and a comparison between her and Imelda Marcos. I was thinking maybe maybe he might be interested in taking that song, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, and taking it for a farewell song for a Nancy. I think you like that. Okay, let me, let me work on it. Let me work on it, Michelle. I appreciate it. But do you like the Speaker of the House? We won't be able to play that anymore. I'm kind of bummed well, out. Yes. <laughs> we got some time, unfortunately. We'll yeah, we can do it on Monday. We can do it on Monday. All right, so coming up, Ron Klain is issuing us a warning, like threatening us if we vote Republican. Uh, and also, um, uh, your calls. Oh, and Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And, and uh, oh, oh, uh, Sean Spicer, next, actually, from Newsmax. Don't go anywhere. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, host of Spicer and Company on Newsmax, former spokesperson for uh, Donald Trump and uh, Trump associate. He, he is on the phone with us right now. Sean, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Actually, I'm great, Rob. How are you? I'm great. You know, I, I was talking to my son yesterday in the kitchen, and my son just graduated from the University of Kansas, and he's kind of uh, left of center because, you know, he went to college. But anyway, we're sitting, he goes, Dan, I cannot wait till Tuesday. And I'm like, buddy, I cannot wait until Tuesday either. I mean, I've been waiting. He's like, I know what I mean. And I said, wow, yeah, this is going to be great. And he goes, I think we're looking forward to it for a different reason. I said, why? He goes, because God of War is coming out for PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a different reason. Yes, definitely. So um, what is your uh, gut telling you about Tuesday, Sean? So here's what uh, I'll give you the, the quick read. I think the Senate's going to be between uh, 52 and 55. And I think that the House uh, has got a floor of 230. And I can see it going as high as 245. So a big night. The one thing I'll tell your, your listeners, Rob, and um, I actually have a, a – it's it's, it's, I'm trying to reach Rob Carson's status, but I got a podcast called Beyond the Briefing where I walk yes. through all of the, the races. Um, yes. And I go to, to this point in detail, which is important. The media is going to say, no matter what, that the Republicans didn't have a great night. Somehow they'll make something up. The yeah. thing, and I walk through this on the podcast, is it's got to be kept in context. If they pick up 20 seats, they'll end up with 235 uh, seats in the next Congress. That would be historically one of their biggest majorities. And that's what matters. They picked up 13 seats last cycle. So don't let the media tell you that this wasn't a red wave, that yeah. this wasn't a tsunami. It was, it'll be a great night for Republicans if they get 235 seats. Don't worry about that. Uh, now, that, that will be a big night for them. So Joe Biden uh, did a sequel to his Philadelphia speech, was, which was terrifying, uh, when you bathed Constitution Hall in blood red. And, and I suggested in that speech, if you replaced uh, MAGA Republicans with the word Jews or uh, Uyghurs, it would be a different situation. Then he pulls this thing at Union Station the other night, and we are being told that the, uh, the GOP is not going to accept election results. Um, I'd like to hear it from somebody who's a lot closer to D.C. than I am uh, with regard to that. Where did that come from and where did that speech come from? What was the point the other night, Sean? Um, 
I don't know how to even answer that, Rob. I, I, I feel know. like it came from Crazy Town. Um, because, I, I look, it, he, it was almost like he was trying to get ahead of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a huge butt kicking because that's what they're going to get on Tuesday night. And I don't think I'm ever going to cry about or question the, 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 the election when we're about to, to kill it, right? I mean, that, it seemed really odd. That's the kind of speech you give when you're going to win big and you're going to say, oh, they're not going to accept the election. I'll accept the election results. We're going to win big. So why yeah. am I – what, what, I don't know what planet they're, they're living on there. I, I felt like – by the way, I, I, I tweeted this out the other day. I said Republicans should urge Biden to keep giving speeches yeah. because <laughs> that hurt every Democrat that's out there, yeah. number one. Number two, in fact, I would – I know Biden isn't welcome in any, um, any Democratic – you know, to, any competitive seats right now. If I were a Republican up for uh, – election right now I'd, I'd urge him to come campaign with me i'd be like i want to invite the president to come campaign with me and he can give a speech because that's that's probably the smartest thing you can do right now just listening to him would be fantastic so if you are a republican in the last four days pay for and urge the white house to send president biden to come campaign for you <laughs> and and offer an extra helping of pudding i hear it's a really big thing for him is to get ice an extra cream. helping of pudding or ice yeah, cream actually hey Let's talk about Elon Musk and uh, and Twitter. Um, this is obviously it's a big deal for me. Democrats don't understand what it's like to be have your speech suppressed, but it has happened to Republicans. I've been there. I mean, time and time and time again. Today, seventy five hundred employees at Twitter. Uh, many of them are going to learn their fate, and it looks like they want to get rid of about half of them. Um, your thoughts on uh, the takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk and what this means for free speech in America? Well, I, I would say so far so good. Let's let's be careful yeah. getting too far out over our skis. I think this is good, um, but let's see how far we go um, and and where he goes from here. It's what day five, um, yeah. so I'm glad that he's making taking the steps that he has. Um, I also let's see what I mean. He he dumped what forty four billion dollars into this thing. It's losing money. I know they're looking at a lot of revenue models, and so before I get too excited, I want to find out if he wants my money and start yeah. charging me for things. Um, but look, is it is it better than what it was a week ago? Absolutely. I think the marketplace, you know, you've got Truth Social and Getter out there. So I think in that sense, it's great as well. Um, so anyway. I, whoa, I whoa. I, I, I just got some breaking news. Elon Musk has issued an email. 3,700 of the 7,500 employees of Twitter are no longer working for Twitter as of today. That's you, unbelievable. You, but, but you want to know the best part of the email? What? Here's how it worked. If you were keeping your job, the email went to your work email. If you were losing your job, <laughs> you sent it to your personal email. So you had to. It was sort of like you know, you were you were watching your emails, and depending on which which email it went to, told you whether or not you were staying or going. I mean, this guy knows how to play ball. It it is amazing. And but the thing is, uh, Sean, I, I'll just ask you because you've been on the planet about as long as I have. Um, it, I'm sure there are plenty of jobs out there where you the company doesn't have to make any money, where you have a yoga room and a wine and cappuccino uh, dispenser, and you don't have to come into the work into work for the office. So this will be an the easy transition from Twitter employees to the real world, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, it's funny because you know when he started bringing in those Tesla and SpaceX folks to be like, hey, check this out, that those guys are like, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to suddenly – and he, he immediately said no more working from remotely. I mean, this is yeah. going to be a real job for a yeah. lot of these folks. 
Um, yeah. And I, I, I think that, you know, it's going to be a shock to the system for the, for the people that got to keep their jobs. But, you know, you can't sit around and, and make a ton of money and expect to not have to do anything for it um, and live in a woke world. So I'm glad. Look, like I said, I think it, it looks very positive, steps in the right direction. Um, you know, at Newsmax, we, 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 get a, we get some nice little things. Our boss takes care of us very well. Yes. Uh, but none of none of these, none of that. We don't have a yoga room. I'll tell you that. I don't think. Well, you yeah, know, Chris Roddy. I don't think he's putting in a yoga room because if he could find a way to to put in another studio, we're growing so fast at Newsmax. He'll do that. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Ruddy, by the way, he uh, he actually uh, said that I would have a driver and a town car to work um, after he found out I work at home. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about what people are going to expect, what you and I, what the GOP, what members of the public are going to expect from Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell uh, leading both houses of Congress going forward. Well, look, McCarthy put forward this commitment to America. I, I think, you know, I've talked to Kevin about this a few times. I think he understands that he, if given this majority, that he has to prove that uh, that they are worthy of it, and he means yep. it, and um, and he gets it. I, I, he 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 has. If you if you remember back a couple cycles ago, he was in line to be speaker. It didn't work out. I think he's learned his lesson, and I think he yeah. really understands uh, that this is an opportunity to show the the conservative base um, that they need to get policies enacted, that they need to do some proper oversight, and uh, and do that. Now, when it comes to McConnell. Um, I, look, McConnell's got some strong qualities. He's a, a, a great tactician. Um, he knows the Senate better than one. But I think it's going to be up to the House to really put keep the, 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 the feet to the fire of the Senate Republicans. But he has really shown his colors. Uh, Mitch McConnell has shown his colors as a uh, state – well, as a as – a, uh, uh, Status quo supporter, I believe. He has presided over a lot of dissent in this country into hell. Uh, what do you suppose the possibility of some of these people who uh, could win an election, could become uh, members of Congress or the Senate, telling uh, Mitch McConnell to hit the road? Is there any possibility? Because I think most Americans, you know this, Sean, most of us want Mitch McConnell gone. Well, look, uh, I think there's a reason why he's, for example, in Alaska, putting in a lot of money behind Lisa Murkowski, when you know that Kelly Chewbacca, if she were to won, would keep the seat in Republican. There's no question Alaska Senate seat staying Republican. There's a reason yeah. that he is, is fighting hard for Kelly Chewbacca, though. I mean, excuse me, for Murkowski. She will continue to support him for leader. That's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but, you know, you've got Masters. You've got Don Bolduc up in New Hampshire. Um, I think, look, my guess is that if they get the majority, he just needs 49 others to, to be majority leader. Right, so he needs to get to that fifty. Um, Bulldog says he won't vote for him. I think Masters ultimately does in Arizona, um, you know, and he's going to find some way of saying that he'll hold him accountable. I don't know, but he will. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know who else won't is the question. So mm -hmm. I, that's why I, I think he ultimately does stay. I, I think. What do we do? Uh, let me. I'll ask you. You you've been in Washington D.C. You've been a part of administration. What do we do to hold them to the fire? That's the number one question, John. People asking me. They're saying to me. They're saying, "Well, I know we're going to get a majority, but how could we guarantee they do what we ask them to do? Because we expect this, Sean. And there's got to be payback on all of this nonsense, on all of this DHS collaboration with the FBI and the DOJ. There's got to be payback for all of this stuff. This COVID idiocy. These 
shutdowns. There is a lot of malfeasance that the American people want this Republican Congress to go after, or they won't be sated. What do you think? Well, I, here's the thing, Rob. I, I don't disagree with you, but I also don't. I'm not. I'm not that concerned, and I'll tell you why. You've got okay. Jim Jordan that's going to head up the Judiciary Committee. You've got Jim yes. Homer that's going to head up the House Oversight Committee. Um, you've got Jim Banks running for the WIT slot. I, I think there's enough principled folks that are running in, in key places and key positions that it's not going to be a problem. And they're going to do what you just asked. They're not going to give up. And so I don't think – and before they were more backbenchers. Now they're going to be in places of leadership uh, and authority that you can't, that you can't ignore them. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, for two times now, has been in charge of a building that should have had extreme security. Uh, it appears that the security has been lax. There has been an attack. And uh, and ultimately, there's no uh, camera footage, video coverage at all. I'm talking about January the 6th in the U.S. Capitol and her house. Uh, what are your thoughts on what happened in uh, Nancy Pelosi's home in uh, Pacific Heights? Well, I mean, I, I, I frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted by it. Um, look, I, of course, I, when I, when I was at the White House, um, you know, I, I had attacks on my family. I had threats yes. against myself, my kids, my wife, um, and and so, as somebody who has dealt with this very personally, I may yes. have huge differences with Nancy Pelosi, how she's conducted herself, the policies that she supports. But at the end of the day, her husband shouldn't have to suffer the consequences. Neither should her family. Um, yes. This guy sounds like an absolute nut job. And when yes. you've dealt with it the way that I have, and, and, you know, people used to ask me all the time, you know, did I feel safe? And I'd say, yeah, I get up at 5 in the morning, I drive to the White House. I've got Secret Service. You know, I was 20 feet from the Oval Office in the press secretary's yep. office. I had Secret yes. Service. My family didn't. They were sitting at home. And I so I, I, I just, you have to understand that going after somebody's family and making them live in fear Amen. that they, 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 it just, it disgusts me. And it scares the hell out of me that, that that's the world that we live in now. But, Sean, here, here's here, – I don't know, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. The only problem I have is when you blame it on Trump supporters like Joe Biden did the other night. That is such an ungodly uh, reach to blame something like this on us after we've been called MAGA fascists and all this. That's ridiculous. So where, I, where I was going, and I'm glad you brought that up, is to say yes. I what I am tired of is all of the one-sidedness of this. The president wants to call out violence, call it out. Call out the assassination attack on Brett Kavanaugh. Call out the guy who got on the stage with a knife against Lee Zeldin. Call out the attack on the Illinois gubernatorial candidate. Call out the attack on New Hampshire Senate candidate Don Bolock the other night. Call out the attack on that other Illinois candidate that, that they got in his face. Yep. You know what? I'm so tired of people only caring when it's one way. I'm Amen. so sick and tired of this. Everybody wants to talk about the rhetoric and whatever, and I sat there and kept my mouth shut. For nine months yeah. in the White House, when people drove by my house, while people went after my family, when yeah. people said things and organized things, and that is, you had Maxine Waters telling people to gather in the Trump administration, and they said nothing. They were yep. silent. They were complicit. They helped organize it. They helped, yeah. uh, you know, add fuel to the fire. And now suddenly they care. You know what? Here's the big difference. I had this discussion with someone earlier today. Every single time this happens. Folks on the right, Ted Cruz, Sean Spicer, Rob Carson, everyone calls it out and says it's wrong. When it happens on the other side, they yeah. never even ask the folks on the left to call it out, and they are silent. President yeah. Biden said nothing when when Supreme Court justice, when an assassination attack was yeah. made against that man. Nothing. 
and yeah. yet you guys want to sit here and talk about political violence. It's always wrong. It's never right. Yeah. And yet the only time the media and the left care is when it's against their side. All right. Listen, Sean, I got to run. Uh, I've got your books right here in front of me. Radical Nation. I haven't highlighted so much. It looks like I'm cramming for a, a final exam in college. I enjoy both the, these books that I have. I have Leading America and Radical Nation. Uh, your show, of course, is absolutely awesome on Newsmax. Uh, real quick before we go, what do you got on the show today? So obviously we're, we're four days out tonight. We're going to break down the elections. We're going to cover We've got four, actually five candidates, including Mike Lawler, who's going up against Sean Patrick Maloney, the chairman of the Democratic Congressional Committee. He's in a tight, tight race. But we are bringing five candidates, five fresh faces on the show tonight. Plus, Great. we're going to break down so much more uh, in these, that, that's going on in these, in these last few days All and right. preview what's going to happen next week. So you're All not going to miss it. Five o'clock tonight on Newsmax. Sean, you're the man. We'll have a lot of things to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. God bless you. Godspeed. And we'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and are in down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show. You know, it's a big day for Generation X. You know why? Because today is the 50th anniversary. You're going to feel old? Of the, uh, of the debut of the Brady Bunch. Here's the story yeah. by Paul Pelosi. Oh, wait, wait. A story that nobody can keep straight. Don't say it. When Paul opened the door what? for the policeman, he told him things were great. It's a story yeah. that keeps on changing. Yeah. Something's fishy going on, we have deduced. Where's the video? Though they have security cameras, yeah. no footage was produced. Like in the Capitol. The attacker was a friend, Pelosi said it. And we know that it is much more than a hunch. Yeah. There was something going on that they won't tell us. Huh. There's no way we can believe this shady bunch. This shady bunch. This shady bunch. Pelosi spokesmen are a shady bunch. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California, shall we? Sean, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Well, uh... After Joe Biden's speech, I got uh, something I wanted to express myself on that, yeah. and I got a badge for my car. It's yeah. the FB, FJB edition. <laughs> and since you got uh, that new Bronco, I was thinking that you may want to get some, too, and I got it from United Patriot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that. I, I'm going to have to dress up the new truck because my wife won't let me get a, uh, a, a a mat for the front door that says come back with a warrant. And she wouldn't allow me to put up the uh, the artificial uh, gravestones uh, for Halloween that said uh, on the tombstone, it said Joe Biden's presidency. She wouldn't let me have that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll get a bumper sticker that says FJB. I, I don't no, know if that's... Well, it's, it's not a bumper sticker. It's like a, a badge, like you know, like you see on most cars, like the... Oh! Like an FJB edition. Yeah. Well, where do I get that? I want to get that. Okay, that's you get it from United Patriot. United Patriot. I'll write this down. United Patriot. That would be awesome. I'll put it right next to my the other badge. I think I've got a. I've got, I don't even remember what the hell it is. It's just a. It's a Bronco. But I'll do that. An FJB badge Bronco. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sean. Have a glorious day, bud. All right. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. Oh, we ain't gonna take it. They 
say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. In case you missed it, uh, Elon Musk sent out... Uh, well, he fired 3,700 people out of a company that has 7,500 people. And the reason why he did it is because they were failing. They were failing miserably. Uh, the company was not making any money. I know it sucks to be you. Uh, it wasn't making any money. That's what it existed for. That's why it had a board of directors. That's why you could uh, you could trade the stock. It was made to make money. And there were a bunch of uh, privileged, I, I'm assuming the uh, first generation of, uh, of those who've been completely indoctrinated by liberal uh, orthodoxy from grade school through college, they were in charge of the company. Those are largely known as millennials. Nothing against all you millennials, but the, uh, the elite millennials who have sat in academia had literally started getting indoctrinated by the left in preschool, and then they graduated from college, not being exposed to uh, conservatism. Conservatives were uh, ran off of campus. Uh, there was uh, there was only a liberal echo chamber on cam- campus, and they went out and they they started this uh, Twitter and Facebook, and they uh, surrounded themselves by sycophants who thought that they could make two hundred fifty thousand dollars while enjoying a, a yoga room at work and a cafeteria with gourmet food and arugula and some medium rare lamb and then uh, you know wine dispenser and espresso machine all free um you're in for a rude awakening you 3700 you're in for a rude awakening because that ain't the way the world works you got to actually produce you got to produce you got to uh, you got to make the man some money so to those of you, and I listen normally, I'm like, oh, my God, it's people losing their, their jobs. Like, for instance, I was, uh, when, when Joe Biden, just with a swipe of a pin, uh, fired everybody working on the Keystone XL pipeline, uh, those are people who, that's what they specialized in. They got up early every day. They went out, they got dirty, they did the jobs you and I don't do. They have the skill as welders and, and uh, people who can run uh, large equipment and all this stuff. And, and they were summarily fired by the President of the United States. No pity. Joe Biden said, get retraining. Just get retraining. Really? That's what you do? Just just get retraining. Been doing this my entire life. There's nothing wrong with what I do. I wasn't trying to indoctrinate people. I wasn't trying to steer the political discourse. I wasn't a complete douche like a lot of people at Twitter. So I have no pity for them. Sorry. Because I've suffered the abuse of social media shutting me down. And, and if you notice Twitter the last few days, it's gotten a little worse. It, you know, a lot more um, uh, left-wing bat guano crap in the timeline. Uh, a lot more things trending that shouldn't be. Like the other day, I, I commented, Trump is dead was trending on Twitter. What kind of an organization does that? What kind of an organization allows that to stand and get thousands of comments and, and be uh, tw- trending on Twitter for hours? So as far as I'm concerned, y'all can go to hell. You guys who got fired, and those of you who are being retained, count your blessings. And all I care about, I just want to be heard my side. I, I, I want everybody in the arena of ideas to be able to compete. And if you get curb stamped, if you get beaten, 
because your arguments can't uh, stand on their own like so many liberal arguments right now. And all of the nonsense that's been perpetrated, like an open border, like energy dependence, like this green energy nonsense, CRT in schools, transgenderism, all of that. Bring it into the arena of ideas. Prove yourself intellectually and morally. If you are on the left side of the political equation, you can't do that. That's why you loved that conservatism was not allowed on the platform by and large. That's why you're completely down with Democrat candidates not debating. Because they don't have to face the music, and they don't have to face the truth, and they don't have to face the fact that their arguments are specious. And they support failed policy. It sucks to be you. It really does. It really sucks to be you. I think I'll play this one more time. I think I'll play this one more time. I know it's not October anymore, but I'm only going to get a chance. To, like a Speaker of the House last hour, this is the last time I'm going to be able to play this. Well, Twitter, Elon decided to buy and looked around with one big eye. Saw a lot of people who needed to go. Told them all to hit the road. He is a one-man let's scan. All the liberal people leader. Don't breach free speech when Elon is your leader. CEO had to go. He'll become a Walmart greeter. Sure sounds good to me. This is Jim Gossett. Trump is wary and you should be too about what Elon plans to do. And he did it. Musk talks out of both sides of his mouth. Then Twitter stock will be headed south. 3700. He's a sincere Twitter buyer, not another double-dealing liar. Let's keep an eye on who he decides to hire. Musk don't let us down. He is a woman. Uh, we have someone online, actually, who's very concerned. He lives in, in uh, Maryland. I moved from Maryland about eight years ago. I loved Maryland. I'm glad I don't live there now. Uh, and the only way I would come back to Maryland is if they were an actual governor who's a Republican in uh, in the state house. Not sure that's going to happen. Rob in Baltimore is on the phone. Hello there, Rob. Your thoughts, my friend. What's up? Oh, yeah. Here goes uh, first-time caller. And uh, before I say my spiel, I think I pretty much mirror someone who calls you rather frequently is Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. Yeah. So here's the deal. We don't know really how things are going to turn out. And I just went to a recent uh, Republican Party for the Republican, um, not party, uh, meeting for the Republican uh, nominee for Baltimore County Executive. So the way it looks is like this. Here's, Here's where we stand so your callers can understand what the situation is. The Democrat nominee for Baltimore County exec or candidate uh, would be our version of Nancy Pelosi's nephew, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. So, and Westmore running for governor would be um, uh, our version of uh, the mayor of New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. it's pretty <clears throat> frightening what's going on. 
Rob, I'm going to tell you, um, if you look at the state of Maryland, and I left there around 2014-ish, um, it was it was bad before. It got bat guano crazy with the COVID nonsense. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it sounds like while the country is is going to do a correction, uh, it could be that, that, that Maryland is going to put the pedal to the metal on radical leftism. Um, uh, Dan Cox is running. Uh, I noticed that uh, on our on our anchor station WCBM, they're running the, the opposition. Westmore and the Democrats are running a whole lot of commercials uh, about Dan Cox saying that he is a conspiracy theorist. He is a Trump election denier. To me, that says they're scared um, and they're trying to head off something at the pass. What do you think? Do you think that uh, Westmore becoming the governor is a uh, fait accompli, or do you think there's a possibility? I think there's a possibility, but I think in my, and this is my personal and professional opinion, if if, um, Gov- if if Cox does become governor, it's going to be by the skin of his teeth. And I say that based on this analogy. We are just too damn close to Baltimore, uh, pardon me, to Washington, D.C. Yeah. We're kind of like... Yep. I call it the snob part of Virginia. One of those very wealthy neighborhoods. I can't think of them right now. Yeah, um, you're talking about Fairfax and Loudoun County. Fairfax and Loudoun County. <laughs> so we have, we have PG, which to me is the worst place in Maryland. We have mm-hmm. PG, Montgomery counties, yes. quickly followed by Anne Arundel, yes. Frederick, and Howard. They're very large counties, but they do not speak for the remaining no. counties. We have 24 polling districts. So they don't speak for the remaining 19. Yes, sir. You see what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. those places, uh, Frederick and PG and Montgomery, carry a lot of weight, and they're very near D.C. and have a lot of D.C. workers. Yeah. That's our curse. That's, yeah, and, and that's also, and also, Rob, uh, yeah. the, a lot of the people in those counties, and nothing against the people in those counties, but you look at uh, if any any time there's a national poll about the wealthiest uh, counties and neighborhoods in America, uh, I believe that as far as wealthiest counties, like seven out of. 20 are surrounding Washington, D.C. So they're not, a lot of people in those areas have no clue what the rest of the country is going through. No, and they, they don't. That's, they, you know, they don't. They don't see it. You know. So, um, like I said, there's a definite concern, but I, I don't think it's a fate of complete either. Okay. Uh, we're giving yeah. them a good run for our money. Yeah. Uh, as well, far as Baltimore County goes, my comment on that is, and I, I don't mean to be you know, nasty, but I got I got to be. Okay. I'm calling it it's a free country. It seems we are in a civil war. You have the West ganging up on the East. Now, what's so frustrating is the Democrat candidate was raised in the East Side, but he has a West Side liberal mentality. Yeah. So I feel like the East Side is fighting the West. That's well, Rob, uh, Rob, I have said that we are already in the middle of a civil war. We are. The left, the left started it. Yeah. <clears throat> We're in the middle of it. We're in the throes of a civil war right now in this country uh, for the future of the country, for everything. And we are right now being fired upon, you and I have. And, and we've been fired upon in every way, shape, or form from, in, in, from the southern border. That's part of a war against the American people. Uh, you've, got, uh, uh, you've got inflation. That's part of a civil war. You've got CRT in schools. You've got all this other nonsense. All of these go against the 
the founding principles of the United States of America, and they are an attempt to overthrow the country. So we are in the midst of a civil war, Rob, but right now our best way to end this war would be on Tuesday. And I'm going to tell you, Rob, if you are a, if you are a parent in the state of Maryland, if you are a, a, a person of color in the state of Maryland who is just so, I mean, dismayed by what's happening in Baltimore with kids. I mean, they've got squeegee kids downtown. It's like going to a bad neighborhood in Mexico where they're selling chiclets. I mean, it's really, really bad. We are becoming the third world. If you live in Maryland and you like the way that the Democrats have taken the state, then uh, go ahead and vote for the Democrats because your state is going to hell in a hand basket. It's going to get worse. If you didn't get enough with the COVID lockdowns and shutdowns and mandates and businesses going out of business, the thousands of just restaurants in, in Maryland going out of business, then for God's sake, go ahead and vote for Westmore and then writhe in it and just live in it. But otherwise, you have a chance to save Maryland, maybe inject a little common sense into this equation and make Maryland suck a whole lot less. Again, I hate to say this about I love Maryland. I just really detest the Democrat Party in Maryland because all they've done is bleep things up. Rob, I appreciate oh, your Harley, Go I, ahead. Yeah. And thank you. Just just one final thing regarding yes, squeaky kids. Hold yes. on to your seat. Just came out yesterday. Yes. I read it, read it online. It, it, it's true. It's true story from Fox News. They reported that the mayor's plan to take care of the squeegee kids is to guarantee them three hundred seventy-five dollars a month. Wow. Money, wow. plus you know additional education and learning that they should have learned in C schools to begin with, but didn't. But a guaranteed income yeah. of three seventy-five a month and maybe more. Unbelievable. Thanks for the phone call. For those of you who don't know, squeegee kids are these kids, uh, because Baltimore schools have failed kids so profoundly. I mean, it's just sickening. <clears throat> it's sickening. They've lied and lied and lied, and they've faked test scores, and kids are graduating. I mean, most of them not able to read. And so these desperate kids go down in Baltimore, and they, they, they go and they stand at street uh, stop lights and whatever, and they go out and they go to squeegee people's cars and, for tips, and people will say no, and sometimes people are getting shot. So this is what happens in the barrios of, of Mexico City and, and where they sell chiclets, okay? Uh, this, is, this is America. This is what the Democrat Party has done to America and Baltimore in particular. Do not vote for Wes Moore if you want to change the course of Maryland. No matter what they say about Dan Cox, he's a, he's a mega extremist and all. Are you out of your mind? What's more extreme than kids being screwed out of their education in Baltimore, being lucky to live to their 20th birthday? Think about it. Think about it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank the caller earlier who reminded me, because I got a, the first new car that I've had in 20 years, and uh, it's, a, it's, an, it's a Ford Bronco, and it's a gas engine car, because, you know, uh, EVs are for posers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and somebody said, you know, you can get these uh, emblems for the side of your car. It looks like those fancy ones, like this is an XLE or this is a, an SE or whatever. But it says the FJB edition. So I got two of them, one for either side of the new Bronco. FG, FJB edition <clears throat> is what it says on there. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I've named my new truck Buck. Uh, Buck's a good name. Oh, 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 sad news. Uh, not only did 3,700 Twitter employees get fired, uh, MSNBC announced this morning apparently that Tiffany Cross has been fired, and it's because she's a radical leftist 
racist. I mean, an awful human being, and her show sucks, and her analysis sucks, and she's a liar, and she's a racist. So, bye-bye, Tiffany Cross. Bye-bye. This on the heels of Shepard Smith's evening show being canceled on CNBC. I, you know, Shepard Smith. Who the hell cares about Shepard Smith? You know, his show is meh on Fox, super meh on CNBC. There you go. Don Lemon's new CNN breakfast show, which is Incredible. They did uh, winter soup recipes this morning. It was absolutely breathtaking. Um, it looks like he, he is he, the week of his uh, debut. They got 387,000 viewers, 50,000 less than the previous host. There, there is that. Yeah. What else? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jake Tapper will not. Uh, he's exiting primetime on CNN. There you go. Well, that's kind of weird, right? You'd think since the Democrats are doing such a good job and, and uh, uh, Joe Biden says, you know, that uh, the, the Democrats are not going to be keel-hauled, that, uh, that uh, liberal orthodoxy would be kicking butt. But it's not. And then Jimmy Kimmel admitted in a podcast that it's the Naked Lunch podcast, which has the guy who does Everybody Feeds Phil or Somebody Feeds Phil. Love that show. Love that show. But anyway, he's a leftist. Whatever. Who cares? I love Somebody Feed Phil. Um, Jimmy Kimmel says that uh, uh, he the reason why he only has half the viewers that he did when he started is because he decided to uh, bed down with the left and uh, be anti-Trump. And he won't have a job much longer either because he's an insult to late night. Hey, guys, hold on a second. You know what? Today is today's Friday. We have a special guest. Barbara from Baltimore. Barbara from Baltimore. How are you? Oh man, oh I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just wanted to give you the wrap up for what is going to be a great election. Now, now, Barbara, we've only got about two minutes, so if we go a little long here, I'm going to hold you. I'll hold you till after the break. No, I can't because i got a guest. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just get it out. Go. I just wanted to say thanks to uh, Rob for those insights. Uh, he's, he's spot on. I believe we're going to see a very big surge of what they call transfer yes. people, Democrats voting Republicans. Yep. I believe... It's going to be a record number. I believe people are waking up. We're waking up to the fake news. They're waking up to everything. Uh, yesterday was a huge day at the one particular place where I work. And uh, it, wow. it's not party anymore. I don't think we, they can rely on that because just because the party comes up does not yeah. mean that that's how these people are voting. There's a passion in the air. There's yes. just something that I feel. I think you're right. I think you're spot on about it. So don't be discouraged. Barbara, Barbara, why would anybody vote for a Democrat in Maryland right now, considering what they did during COVID, considering what they're doing to kids, particularly in Baltimore, the state of Baltimore alone? Who in the hell would want more of that? Absolutely. So that's why I, I just want to bring a word of hope. And I'm oh. saying this and, and prepare. There are going to be long lines. If you got your specimen in the mail, read it. Check off your candidates before you go so that you can get in and out because there are some referendums and they are important. Yep. They did send out those specimens. So I want you guys to read those things and have your cards ready so that we can get you in and out of there. And maybe I'll see somebody. In if I, every time it seems that I talk when I'm somewhere, <laughs> somebody turns around and says, are you Barbara? You know why? Because you're a rock star. Because you're the <laughs> template. You're the template. God well, bless you, girl. Star. Have a great have a great weekend. Guys, you can turn Maryland around. Westmore can suck it.
soaking the Democrat Party in the general asylum. It's time to turn it around. Coming up, Devin Nunes, Truth Social. Don't go anywhere. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's Friday, the last Friday before Independence Day, <laughs> Tuesday. And uh, Gavin Nunes dro- joins us on the phone, former congressman from California, now uh, CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, and, of course, Truth Social on the Newsmax hotline. Uh, Mr. Nunes, how are you today, sir? Rob, it's great to be with you, as always. Um, so how are you feeling about uh, what's going to happen on Tuesday? You know, I've been around for a few elections. I like to tell people that I got my start in 1994 in that first Republican wave election. Yeah. I was a integral part of the Pete Wilson for governor campaign, Rob, that involved me putting up signs and parking cars at uh, fundraising events. <laughs> but um, but but seriously, uh, that was, you know, nobody knew that was going to happen in 1994. Yeah. And then in 2010, I was uh, we were very well prepared. We went out and got a lot of good candidates to run in 2010. At that time, I was in Congress and helping out on candidate recruitment and raising money and doing events all over the country. And, you know, we outperformed there. We thought maybe we would get close to the majority, yeah. you know, maybe within 10 seats or so. And of course, we got uh, a, a record high number for the yeah. last hundred years that I think took us up to don't quote me, but I want to say it was like 243 yeah, yeah. or four, something like that. Yeah. Um, and today you look at the polling, you got to read through the fake narratives yes. and kind of the sub narratives and the fake polling. And that's why you see like real, real clear politics. They kind of do the averages, yeah. which probably gets you about in the ballpark. But there are some things that just don't make sense to me right now in this polling. Okay. Um, and that is kind of a, a, across the board, mm-hmm. you see a deterioration of Hispanic support for Democrats. Yes. Um, you also see deterioration of African-American support for Democrats. Yes. And you see deterioration in independence. You see Biden coming to California. Now Biden, Kamala Harris, et cetera, all going to hang out in New York City yeah. to try to get the vote out now. You know, Lee Zeldin, you know, is a friend of mine, um, served in Congress with him for a long time. But something doesn't add up. That's a Biden 23 state. Yeah. So why are kind of the pundits and everybody out here saying that, oh, the Senate, you know, it's 50 50. It's probably more likely it's going to just stay where it's at. Well, wait a second. How is that possible? So I think there is voter suppression going on right now with Republicans yeah. um, to say, you know, to basically kind of downplay that this is going to be some big Republican wave. But I'll just just kind of sum it up. I've never seen anything like this. I've I never know. seen, know. you know, whether you believe the polls or not, Lee Zeldin is somewhere between one or two points up for yeah. governor of New York to four or five points down in a district in a state that Biden won by 23. Yeah. You have Florida, Miami, uh, Dade County, where now Republicans, I think, outnumber uh, ballots turned in. And Republicans, Republicans typically don't vote until Election Day now because yeah. they don't trust the system. Um, so, look, I, I just think this is headed in a, a, a really bad direction for the left. Yeah. 
And you've got the fake news media and the big tech companies covering for them. It's just this time Zuckerberg doesn't have or is unwilling to spend $419 million <laughs> like he did in 2020 to yeah. essentially launder money into supposed, oh, just trying to help people out in the blue states. Um, you know, he's lost what? I don't know. Facebook's lost what? 70, 73% of, of its 73% of its value. Uh, yeah. And that is big because uh, I don't think it's necessarily because Meta was such an awful product. I think I think it could have been brown graping. I th- or the, you know, the virtual reality could have been brown graping. But he chose to bed down with the left. <clears throat> so the American people are saying, screw you. Uh, you know, we heard Tiffany Cross was fired this morning. We saw um, uh, a bunch of firings. Don Lemon was put in morning drive on CNN. Now his show is tanking apparently. Uh, you People are rejecting the left's message wholesale. I remember 94. I was writing for Limbaugh. I was in my 20s. And and I knew, you know, Hillary Clinton was pushing uh, and Bill Clinton was socialized medicine. They uh, She was going to be in charge, essentially. They're talking about an ID so you could, you know, the government would take over health care. And people said, no, no, no. I think that this is bigger than that by far because uh, this, to me, is the death knell of the class of 1968. You've got the Marxist dream of the class of 1968. You have their progeny running big social media, f- uh, meaning Zuckerberg and uh, and the previous owner of Twitter. And I mm-hmm. think that that if the one thing that the left's uh, dream of the class of 1968 had they needed as the foundation for their movement was that we have to hate America. And mm-hmm. I believe that's why you read these polls and 80% of Republicans and Democrats say the country's going in the wrong direction. That means we may disagree on abortion. We may disagree on this and that. But we don't hate the country, Devin. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think they have another problem, too. I put it actually out on True Social this morning. I, yes. was, I was reading an article in the Washington Examiner, and it was a story essentially about Biden having to come to California and how you know there's five or six seats here in California that – that you know the gerrymandering so the democrats did a gerrymander out here in california you know i think you know hoping to kind of get republicans down to you know for us to lose two or three more seats than we already had so there's 52 seats (laughs) i think they were trying to get us down to six or seven in kind of their wildest dreams and what's happening now is that's backfiring and there was a quote in there from uh, a guy that I, i think if i read it right it was the guy stopped at a gas station and interviewed some guy that that said that you know, he had voted Democrat for 40 years and he had seen Biden for 40 years and and that um, essentially, you know, Biden just shouldn't be talking because the more he talks, the less he's likely to vote for a Democrat. In fact, he says he's now going to vote for Republicans. Yeah. And I think that's generally their overall problem. Yeah. They've relied on the propaganda machine, which is the fake news yes. funneled through through the tech uh, tyrant uh, social media platforms. Yes. But. That all loses its value when on every street corner you see a gas station and in California, you know, you see six or seven dollar gas. Yeah, yeah. You go to the store and if and there's a lot of products that are no longer there. If you go to get something fixed, uh, you know, if you need you, know, you have to take a, uh, you know, something in to get fixed, no matter what it is, almost somebody they say, well, look, it could take two to two weeks to, to three months to get the parts in to fix whatever it is you want fixed. Yeah. These things are all manifesting themselves. And on top of all that, remember, you had Biden campaigning from his basement in 2020. Yes. You had Kamala Harris, who wasn't even out on the campaign trail. And they ran their campaign basically using the Zuckerberg money to go harvest ballots because they mailed ballots to everybody kind of the Cali- in the special California tried and, and, and proven way. Yes. 
today, all the propaganda in the world doesn't make a bit of difference to the guy who was interviewed yesterday on the street in in Orange County who said, yeah, the more that you know, old geezer talks. I'm, I'm not voting for those guys. <laughs> now it's a big problem. For it, it is, it is. And, uh, and it's, it's funny too. Also, um, uh, you've heard it for some odd reason out of nowhere, uh, the, the, the Democrats are concerned about 2020 election and election deniers. Uh, the only people, by the way, the only election deniers are there according to the left are those who doubted 2020. Forget about the rest. That makes no sense to me. Well, it does make sense. They're hiding. They're hiding. They're afraid. Uh, they're afraid of what's going to happen when Republicans take over. Let's talk about the, elephant in the room, which is Twitter firing 3,700 employees today. You, as the CEO of a social media company, Truth Social, which, by the way, I post every freaking day, probably yeah. probably too much, but... <laughs> no, but, no, it's never, never enough, Rob. But, never but, enough. Uh, but uh, tell me about what those employees, uh, what are they used to having, uh, and, and what is th- this day of reckoning for them? What does it mean to the people who are being let go and those who are remaining in that company? Well... This is, I actually posted something, Elon posted something this morning on Twitter. Somebody sent me a picture of it, and I posted it on Truth with an, with an assessment. And this goes back to what President Trump and myself both assessed, you know, early on when we were, when we were starting this company, when we, were just, when we were just beta testing back in the spring. And, and by the way, we've only been open now for three weeks fully, Rob. Wow. I mean, we finally, we're finally in the Google Play Store, so if wow. you have an Android phone, you can actually now go to Google Play Store and get us. So we've only been open for, for three weeks. But one of the things we've noticed is that, that you know, Twitter is a great place. It's a big echo chamber for blue checkers. It's like a big global PR machine. Yeah. But there's not a lot of, if you, if you look at kind of the polling and if you talk to your friends, there just aren't normal people are not on Twitter. And, yeah. I, and that's no yeah. offense to, to you, Rob, if you're on Twitter or anybody else. But, you know, it's just not a place and has not been a place that, average Americans go to. So where are the average Americans at? People that are over the age of 55 have historically been on Facebook. Yeah. I think we're starting to get a lot of those people at True Social. You bet. You have people under the age of kind of 50 to 25 that are on Instagram. Yeah. And two, Facebook, Meta, whatever the hell it's called today. I mean, Instagram <laughs> does have a lot of Americans on that platform without yeah. question. Yeah. Well, I do. Uh, then, uh, go ahead. Finish your Well, thought. I was just going to say <laughs> under the age of 25, they're on TikTok, TikTok which ought bet. to scare the hell out of everybody. Yes, it should. But, 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 but no normal people are on Twitter. I guarantee you, you go to a family reunion or you go into your local pub or diner or whatever, and you say, hey, how many people are on Twitter? You're going to have cricket. You might <laughs> yes. get one or two hands to go up. So yes. Elon has essentially bought, and I think he knew it, and then he was forced to buy it. He bought essentially smoke and mirrors that this was a propaganda machine that was being subsidized by woke corporate America. And I think Elon is kind of hitting the panic button by that tweet that he sent out this morning. Oh, my God, I've met with all these special interest groups and uh, we're trying to curate and and so I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, yes. Rob, but we're, we're trying to solve these problems. We want our content to be good. He's desperate to keep all these advertisers, but he yeah. doesn't realize or or maybe he does that woke corporates were supporting a company that was full of spam and bots, and there's yes. no way in hell that that was delivering for those woke corporates, which, by the way, woke corporates meaning basically every major corporation in this country that's traded on the on the stock exchange. Yes. They've been subsidizing Twitter to the tune of, of billions of dollars a year, a year 
And now you've got all these activist groups that are going to those corporations and saying, you better you better pull the advertising. It's going to be full of hate, blah, 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 blah. So Elon's been trying to appease these guys. I know. And, and it's not going to work. And I think uh, because they're just going to continue to put more and more pressure on them. The woke corporates, you know, there's really no way for them to make a price, uh, pay a price. Because, I mean, look, even if Congress switches next week, I mean, what are you going to do? Call yeah. in the, the CEO of Pfizer and, and General Motors and say, why did you stop, uh, you know, overpaying for advertising on <laughs> on uh, Elon Musk's uh, uh, social media platform? I mean, so I, I think that revenue is going to really dry up. And, uh, you know, look, I'm not one to, uh, you know, to, to give advice, um, but I just don't see there's not really a strong path forward for no, Twitter no. other than it's just going to continue. It's got a brand. It's got a little bird. You'll have a lot of blue checkers that want to put the press releases out on it. But it's not going to be a place that you're going to go to social network unless it's completely, you know, redesigned. Let me ask you this. How, bad, how badly do they want Donald Trump back on Twitter? Come on. I mean, I would assume that they, that we'd love to have 85 million people just suddenly go, oh, Twitter's back on. Nothing against. I like True Social. That's where I am. I piddle around with Twitter. I use Twitter for uh, audio and video clips for my TV show. But, mm-hmm. but how badly do they want Donald Trump back on Twitter? Well, look, I, I think that ever since Donald Trump left Twitter, I mean, they've been dying. So his yes. Facebook and that's a combination. It's not just it's not just President Trump. Remember, they nuked millions of other Americans from these platforms, too. And yes. they putting them, you know, how many people are on True Social that almost every day? Oh, yeah, I got put in Facebook. Exactly. Today, you know? Exactly. So 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 there's really not I don't. I don't know the future of this, right? We can just yeah. kind of pontificate ab- about it and, and think about it big picture. But, you know, look, people are going to come to True Social yes. that are, uh, you know, that don't want to be censored for their political speech and want to be in a family-friendly environment. And, you know, as we continue to grow and add features, we know that we have to look more like Instagram and TikTok in order to get kind of a, you know, outside of that news and information realm. I mean, that's what we're building, and we'll, yeah. and we'll continue to build that. Now, uh, we got to wrap things up here, <clears throat> Devin Nunes, but I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, I love Truth Social. Um, I populate my Truth Social account because I'm going to tell you, I never thought in this country that I would experience the heartbreak of building a following and having it taken away for my political beliefs. And I had that happen on Facebook the day after the election <laughs> in 2020. I had that happen on Twitter. It's yeah. sickening. I had it done on YouTube. Sick of it, Devin. I'm going to tell you. And Truth Social, I, I am a backer of Truth Social. I will also tell you, if Elon Musk wants to turn this around, right the ship, I'll continue to, to post on Twitter. Uh, but, but honestly, I've moved on. I've, I've had the abuses and usurpations over there. I wish him the best. I'm glad he's firing some people. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that you guys have done a yeoman's effort. Real quick before we go, how is how are things going at Truth Social? And- well, I think that's the that's the real key, Rob. You know, you realize that you know you've been on for a while, but we've been open for three weeks. Yeah. And so oh, I think it's going to be. You know, I saw I, mean, I saw you're on the on you know I saw the the announcement and you can finally be available on Android and it popped. So it must still be right. popping. Right. And so and I think there's a, still a lot of Americans out there that, yeah. that don't realize that we're now open because, you know, we had so much fake news attack us. You know, they said, oh, it's not really open. So yet a lot of people on Android yeah. say, well, I guess it's never going to be available on Android. So now it's just about getting that message out. You know, yeah. every day we you know, we add, you know, t- you know, thousands and thousands of users got it. every single day. Every, I mean, basically every minute of the day we're adding users. So 
Um, the more that that message gets out there, the better. Okay, and, well, listen, we, we've you know, got we'll to grow. We've got to run. Thank you for your time today. Give the president our very best. I'm on Newsmax tomorrow before his sh- uh, his speech, and then my show, Rob Carson's What the World Will Be After. I know the president thinks that it's funny, so I appreciate that. God bless you, sir. Uh, Godspeed. God bless. Best of luck to you and Truth Social, and uh, and huge things coming for Thanksgiving this year. Hey, Rob, thanks a lot. It's always a pleasure to be with you. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now, we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. Big thank you to uh, Devin Nunes for joining us today on the show. And yeah, a Truth Social really has popped in the last couple of weeks now that's available on Android. And the, and the Democrat Party and the left, I should say the Democrat Party, the, the uh, left, leftist blogosphere has done their level best to try to take it down. Um, <clears throat> I wish Elon Musk the best. I really do. I don't know where he is politically, uh, but he's done some things I think that are very positive. He gives uh, the media a little what fur. Uh, is he a, uh, a conservative? No, he's not a conservative. He may, may be at best. He's libertarian. Um, but you know, I do. I hope he. I hope he turns around. This is a big. I think it's a big uh, moment because Twitter has held so much sway for so long. Uh, with regard to discourse in the country, and it's been abusive. It it, it abused like the Democrat Party. It abused its privilege. It abused its privilege. Uh, you know, and, and Devin was mentioning also, you know, uh, that uh, there were all these advertisers invested and they really weren't getting a return. They were just propping up Twitter. So may, I don't know, whatever. I won't bother to say a certain one, maybe Pfizer. Um, but when companies are just buying advertising in a company to support the company for virtue signaling, um, then they're going to walk away. Okay, that's the way it was on Twitter. There were a lot of big, prestigious companies that as well. We don't know if we're going to pull our advertising. Twitter never did D word for Richard for those companies. They just spent the money so the left would have their platform. The same goes for CNN, by the way. Don Lemon's show, 350,000 viewers. My show on a Saturday night, on a good night, gets twice that many. All right, so CNN, this worldwide entity, you have to watch it in every airport in the world. In a country that has 330 million people, 335,000 watched Don Lemon in the morning. That's what, 1,000? One one, oh, I don't even know what percent. It's less than 1%. Uh, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And you can't pay the bills. And you can't keep the lights on. And you can't keep the lights on with Tiffany Cross. And you can't keep the, keep the lights on with Joy Reid. All you're doing is virtue signaling. Your money is being flushed down the toilet, and now the people at Twitter know that, and now the people at MSNBC and CNN know it, and this is big, guys. This is just the beginning. I want to invite my Democrat brothers and sisters to the fold. Let's have a discussion. Let's right the ship, and let's go forward and save the country, okay? Then we can sort out the minutia. Let's take a break and come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, kids, that's going to do it for the uh, week of shows. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, the show's growing by leaps and bounds. Like Truth Social, we are just in our infancy, uh, and sometimes my humor is infantile. Actually, it's just juvenile. God bless you guys. Have a glorious weekend. Check out the podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast and my TV show before Donald Trump's rally after, after actually, tomorrow. Uh, and until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See ya.